Welcome to the Project Speakers Podcast, a collaboration between Project Controls Expo and the Project Shatter Podcast. This series will go in depth with our key speakers and presenters of the Project Controls Expo, the world's largest event for project professionals. In this podcast, you will get a chance to get up close with industry experts. So stick around for a raw, informal and informative experience with your host, Del Fung and Val Matthews. In this episode, Dale and Val speak to Laurie Bowman, who will be presenting at the Project Controls Expo Virtual this September. He will be presenting about governance and risk. For more information, visit projectcontrolsexpo.com to grab a ticket to the expo. And for more in-depth information on the podcast, visit projectcharterpodcast.com. Now, on with the pod. Hi, Laurie Bowman. Welcome to the podcast. Now, tell us, what can we expect from your presentation on governance and risk? Um, you can expect lots of things, really. It's, it's more so just looking at the overall picture of governance and risk management and the sort of increasing influence that it's having on our lives and in particular projects and uh, in particular larger projects. And I think as uh, project controls professionals, it's always good to have a view of what's coming up uh, in the future and where there's opportunities to add value, to, particularly for the larger project teams. So it'll give, give people a bit of a, an overview of that and a bit of perspective on that. That's fantastic. And, and they're really important subject matters, particularly governance and risk. I mean, they're the two that seem, seem to run away as soon as things go wrong. Um, what, what, do we, what can we expect in terms of governance? Are you going to talk about frameworks? Are you going to talk about delivery methods? Are you going to talk about roles that project controls plays in that space? Yeah, going to look at all of those things. So uh, governance, project governance and project controls are um, really closely aligned because a lot of the thought process is very similar. So it's re really about having a framework, having a rule book, um, having criteria for making decisions and things like that. So I think project controls professionals are really well placed to get more involved in risk in particular. So Yes, we'll be looking at, mm. at frameworks, but particularly around decisions and how we make decisions on projects. That uh, Those sort of decisions include um, stage gate reviews and, and deciding whether or not to proceed with the project, um, as well as mm -hmm. a, a variety of other decision-making processes. Yeah, so, so looking at all of that, and then the idea is that risk should be getting used as the basis for all that decision-making and risk um, as a proportion of the focus area on projects is only increasing. And as projects get more and more complex, it's more about dealing with that risk. And then, of course, project controls is really the sort of the system and the method that we use to control that project risk. So we, we can track and measure very quickly uh, schedule deviations, cost deviations, uh, and keep, it, keep a really close control on those risks as they come up. Yeah, I love the subject of risk. I think as well, it's good to get some airtime at the Project Controls Expo. And I do agree with you, Laurie, that, that the idea that risk is becoming more prevalent. I think, you know, on a lot of big and particular mega projects you mentioned, um, risk sometimes gets sideswiped with other important things. I put in, in, in broader quotes there, but, you know, it, it gets uh, sideswiped and, and uh, mega projects then start talking about schedule and other things. But you mentioned deviation, which is great. You know, we can track and we can measure this as a project controls community. Um, question on risk. So how deep are you going to go into the risk rabbit hole on this presentation? 
Um, so, so I'm not really going to go in a lot of depth, but um, preferring to keep it at a high level. But the, the main intention is to um, help people recognise one that that that's a growing area. That's that's the that that's where it is. Everything like risk risk um, in my mind map is at the top of the apex, if you like, mm. and and everything sort of flows down there. And to help people realise the yeah the the increasing prevalence of risk and also the opportunity for um, project controllers who aren't already to get more involved in that area. So we we really are. Um, like the central nervous system. So project controls professionals are the central nervous system of the project. We are the people who link um, the, the performance with the stakeholders and provide feedback for those stakeholders so that they can make um, good decisions. And in, in that type of role, we're also well-placed from a risk perspective to do things such as engaging with stakeholders, making sure all the right stakeholders are in the room. And any any project control system that we develop is going to be a better and more robust system if um, stakeholders have thought about their risks properly. Yeah, no, excellent. And I love your analogy there, uh, the central nervous system. That's a really good take on, we've heard a few, haven't we, Dale? But that's, 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 that's got to be one of the top five. And I like the idea that you're linking decision-making or at least effective decision-making to risk and risk should be at the top of the apex. I think they're really good points and anyone interested in in that high level view at least laurie would be would be worth checking out your presentation i'll just have one more before i pass on to dale and so you mentioned risk in in general as a high level would this be useful for people who are new to risk or perhaps are new to project controls would this be an ideal presentation for them to attend um oh absolutely so people are interested in understanding the lay of the land and um, how things fit together, then it's going to be uh, useful for them. So this is not something that um, only uh, experts need to be involved in. I think risk is something that everybody, every every stakeholder um, should be mindful of. And, it, and um, regardless of what your role is in, in a project, whether your, your day job is entering you know, um, data into a, a status update sheet or whatever it is, um, I think it's important to be aware of risk so that we can help stakeholders understand their risk, whatever it is that they're doing and, and convey that information. Laurie, I'm fascinated by this topic because it is one that gets debated continuously. I'm sure on every single project that everyone works on, it's almost an easy sell, or maybe it isn't for project controls, professionals, governance and risk. But I just wonder, because you often hear these conversations around, well, governance is just a blocker for delivery and I know what we say as controls professionals, what do you say um, to those perhaps project managers or even those project controls professionals, you know, our own kin to say that, well, actually, no, it's not uh, a blocker. Actually, it's a requirement and this is why it's so important. Is there some special magic trick you use to get them on board? Yeah, it is a, it is a tricky one. And the language that I like to use is value. So describing um, those governance processes, so StageGates being a classic example of where it is, it's about having independent people come in and check in and make sure that value is being delivered. So, so one, in terms of overall outcomes for stakeholders for the project, it, it's good from that perspective. So it's that sense check to, to make sure, is, is this the right project and how, how can we do it better? The other um, good thing for a project manager, for example, so you get that sort of group think uh, on a project or that pack mentality where they just yeah. want to keep executing the project that 
the good thing for project managers, it's somewhat, it, it takes them off the hook. So if you've got somebody independent coming in, doing an assurance review and things like that, in some ways it's useful for them as well, because you've got somebody else taking responsibility for doing the analysis and, and having a look at the project. So it can really only be helpful for a project manager and something that's going to reduce the risk that things are going to go nasty for them down the track. So um, although uh, I agree 100% for all the same reasons, sometimes it's um, there's a bit of work to bring stakeholders around to help them see the value in project controls, things like a stage gate review and that sort of thing. All, all the same principles apply except on a bigger scale, which is why um, project controls professionals who might be interested in getting more involved in that area are very well placed. So used to providing feedback to stakeholders, used to using objective criteria for measuring things such as cost and schedules. So very, 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 very suited role for project controls professionals as well. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. And I'm smiling thinking of all the various scenarios I've been in where I've had to do the sort of the same sales pitch. I just wonder as well with governance and risk as well, all, all processes we have in the control space, there's varying degrees that we can have. So you could have perhaps too much structure, too much governance. Are you going to be touching on that as well as to what the right level of governance and risk is? Uh, yes, and um, surprise, surprise, my answer to that is that a risk-based approach should, should be used. So depending on the risk um, levels of the project, there should be a governance framework that's got an appropriate level of rigour that's suited to that. And by risk, I don't mean, so traditionally there's often, it's often just been on, based on the size of the project, the number of dollars, okay, if we're spending more than 50 million, more than 100 million, it's a major project, it's gonna go through every stage gate. There's other risks that should be considered as well. So it's not, the, and that's sort of the old fashioned way of doing it, but as um, climate change and issues like that continue to heat up as um, social license with different communities, for example, for mining companies, starts to become a more fair income issue or a more, more legitimate issue. Sorry for our international issue. <laughs> but as that becomes a more significant issue, um, it, it, it is about looking at things like the um, social risk, the environmental risk. And for us as project controllers, we, we don't have to be experts in that, but making sure that those right people are in the room so that the right level um, of assessment has been done and the right decision is made. Is this a, is this a major project do we need all stage gates is this a minor project can it sort of slip right through we can get straight into execution for example i love how you've brought in some local lingo there and i'd encourage <laughs> you to use some in your presentation as well because <laughs> it is amazing i just want to ask one more before i hand back to val you, you mentioned that uh, the risk uh, focus is increasing on projects because projects are becoming more complex potentially or maybe there's a bit of a lack of um, personnel coming through. We talk, we've spoken about the pipeline being dry. So maybe inherently projects are riskier because of, you know, we lack potentially the depth of experience. I don't know. Whatever it is though, are we more equipped or less equipped or well-equipped enough to have this increased risk focus? Do we understand risk enough to be able to focus on it? Or is it something we kind of stepping in blindfolded, hopping on one leg with our arm behind our back? I just wonder. Yeah, yeah, that's a, a great question. So it is, it is the vacuum. So it is the area where we are under-resourced, exactly like you say. We have um, a lack of capability in risk management generally, particularly in quantitative risk management. So 
um, people with very strong statistical skills and data analytics skills. And yeah, so the level, so we've got this perfect storm where we've got already got a shortage of good um, risk people, particularly um, people who are good on the data side of things and projects are getting bigger. The frequency of mega projects and the size of mega projects is only increasing. The sort of type of risks that we're dealing with as a human race with um, climate change issues and some of these sorts of things. And we've only just seen what's happened in Afghanistan, for example, and that's not a project, but there's, we, you know, we're all connected with those type of events becoming more and more frequent. We need more and more risk people across the board, yet we seem to have this shortage. So if I was um, an early career person and I wanted to set myself up in a career pathway that was likely to be fruitful, and, and even if that is in a traditional project controls role, I'd seriously be looking at making sure I had strong risk analysis skills in my toolkit because that's never going to go away. The, the need for that is uh, only ever going to increase. There's a large amount of project controls, um, traditional measurement techniques that will be overrun by technology and will become pretty much automated. Um, and things like AI will do a better job, but certainly risk management and getting a better approach to risk is something that's only going to grow for, for people. So definitely recommend that people consider um, looking at risk management more closely and making sure that they align their careers with that. No, that's great advice, Laurie, and you're, you're very relevant. I mean, I think you're right. I think risk not only just affects your career, but I think it's a life skill. It's very similar to a lot of the other project controls facets like planning. You know, I mean, I remember someone, I think it was Craig Stansfield, who talked about planning his wedding uh, using a Microsoft project or something like that. So we need to make sure that uh, risk is emphasized. And I think everyone going to your presentation is going to get that vibe and that passion from you on why it's important and, and why it's relevant today, in particular in mega projects where, uh, it is, is it, it's a different climate. It's a different environment. Um, I do have a question though. I mean, I think you mentioned it about AI and technology and I, I generally do ask about it. Are you going to talk about what's in store for risk in the future? Is it going to transform? Are there any methodology or system changes that will make risk more available, more accessible, more interesting, especially for the young people who are perhaps are looking, as you said, are looking at career changes or are looking at areas of project controls that they, they think should be uh, one would protect their career from obviously technology uh, enablers, but also um, be prosperous and, and a growth area, as you mentioned, Laurie. Yeah, so the, that's a great question. Thanks, Bell. So one, the one big area that, that I kind of touched on, but I didn't explain um, directly is um, data analysis and statistics. Mm. So if you can imagine all these projects that we're doing, we and if we're doing our project controls on them in particular, we're leaving this beautiful footprint this, um, this beautiful set of data that's left behind. Yeah, so the, the idea is that we have this um, amazing sets of data that are left behind on projects and that are very rarely used that effectively, but that's, that's changing. So the opportunity um, to use sort of uh, deep processing, uh, machine learning and um, AI algorithms as that data becomes more structured and things like that is, is very significant. And having the... Mm people with enough uh, statistical and data skills to be able to help stakeholders know how to structure that data or how to, how to make use out of that data and how to work with stakeholders to interpret that data is only increasing. So that's you know, one big area that I see as, as growing significantly. 
That is amazing. And we had, dare I say, a two of your disciples on in an episode a few episodes ago in Nihal and Matt, and they said amazing things about you, Laurie. And now we've got to speak to you on this episode. And it's been amazing. I wish we had more time, but we do actually. If you go along to the expo, you can catch Laurie there and get him in full color with all of the detail. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast, Laurie. Um, I want to thank you for your time and we look forward to your presentation at the expo. Right, good on you. Thank you very much, Dal. Thank you very much, Val. I enjoyed talking to you. Thanks, Laurie. Sadly, that is all the time we have on this episode, but you can catch all the speakers at the various expos by heading to projectcontrolexpo.com. You can also hear more in-depth discussions from project experts by visiting projectchatterpodcast.com. And don't forget to hit subscribe before you go. From me and Val, it's bye for now. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast belong solely to the participating individuals and not necessarily to the individual's employer, organization, committee or other group or individual. Additionally, any views or opinions are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company or individual. Music